Hello everyone, this is Lisa with Lisa Joanne Fitness. Welcome again to another podcast. As always, if you have any questions, you can email me at lisajoannefitness at gmail.com. I always answer questions and if you want any consult on your nutrition and your fitness program, I can answer those questions too. If you'd like to be a part of my programs, then we can also set that up as well. But again, contact information is lisajoannefitness at gmail.com. So today I'm going to talk about what I do for exercise and um, what I recommend to others who are just starting out or they want to revamp their current routine or if they are already established with their own exercise program, but maybe you have specific goals as far as a sport or if you're going on vacation and there's a particular outfit or dress or there's an event coming up, I do get a lot of questions in regards to, well, how do I tone my back up for this backless dress? Or um, a lot of women want to slim their waistlines. Um, So I'll go into a little bit about that. Um, What I currently do is a lot more than, than most people do, or even that I would recommend that most people do, because I do teach classes. Um, I teach three times a week, two classes back to back. Um, they are both hit strength oriented. It's a mixture of cardio and full body strength. So I teach those classes and the particular format that I use is my program that I developed. I developed one about 20 years ago and then, um, I made a secondary one about 10 years ago. They both incorporate um, the the same exercises, the same technique when it comes into a higher intensity interval training and a lower level steady state cardio mix in with um, resistance and strength training, but it's a full body and we do one class is 10 minute increments of cardio, one class is five minute increments, which is for if you want to take it a little bit higher intensity, you can within those five minutes. So I teach those two classes. Again, they're based on a program that I developed. And so even when I'm not teaching, I am still doing um, those classes as my actual exercise for that day. So on the days that I don't teach, I have actually gone from running to walking Um, instead of running for a certain amount of minutes or miles I've started just walking and my goal is 14,000 steps a day so whether I do that all at one time or if it's broken up throughout the day every day I aim for the 14,000 steps and a lot of times whenever I'm teaching the classes I get a majority of those within the class And then on my off days, I walk on the treadmill, I go hiking, uh, walk around the neighborhood. Generally, I just try to stay active throughout my day. Um, I do try to keep my heart rate 
pretty low on my walks just because I do have the high intensity training that I do in the classes. So that's my main cardiovascular is three times a week. The other is just mainly walking. Um, and I also do specific upper and lower body strength on my off days. And I do incorporate a lot of yoga. Uh, it helps with not only flexibility and mobility, but it's a lower intense workout that I can kind of get up and if I have 10 minutes and I feel like I really need a good stretch, then I do yoga. I also foam roll. Um, so I'm generally very active throughout my day. But in regards to specifics of what I do, the cardiovascular high intensity stuff is three days a week. Everything else is just walking other than the upper and lower body that I do. And of course, I incorporate yoga for flexibility and then the foam roll for recovery. So as far as a recommendation that I give to people who come and see me is basically what you have to look at is how much time do you have? My job in my profession is as a trainer, so a lot of what I do is very active. But when people come to me and they want to know, how long do I have to work out? Or what should I do? Um, is there a specific program? Well, there are, and there's generally there's two types of people. One type likes to put on a video or a DVD at home and do instructed workouts. Um, another group, they like to have their program written out for them and they take it to the gym or they're doing that at home, but it's written out in a planned format. And so I do a mix of both. I mean, I still, even though I do train people, sometimes I like to zone out and just put a video on and, and follow that. Uh, because it's a lot, it's easier. You don't have to think about, okay, how many sets have I done? How many reps have I done? But for some people, it's maybe a little bit more beneficial if they have a plan that's written out for them. They can take notes on their own. So it really depends on your personality and you need to figure out which type of workout is going to work best for you. Do you work better following a video or do you work better with an actual written out plan in front of you? So that's number one. Number two is you have to factor in how much time per day do I have realistically to dedicate to physical activity? And Whenever somebody says, I have 30 minutes a day, okay, well, the, let's work with the 30 minutes. But I do always try to stress that even though you have planned out this 30 minutes for specific physical activity, you need to make sure that you're active as much as you can throughout your day. If you have a desk job, try to get up and walk around for 10 minutes out of the hour even if it's just on your phone and you're walking or a planned bathroom break or if it's walking out to your car. Always try to be figuring out ways that you can incorporate steps and some sort of activity throughout your day. It doesn't have to be sweat, shoes, 
workout clothes and stuff like that. This is just general activity to add in those steps per day. But if you have the 30 minutes to chunk out of your time or an hour, then you have to budget for that time. So if you're able to carve out 30 minutes, then you know going into that, you have to make the most of that 30 minutes. So whenever you're looking at a shorter span of time, what I would do is incorporate both a cardio and a strength. And that could be a 15-minute quick cardio burst followed by a 15-minute either a lower body or upper body type of workout. And then you would alternate days. So you'd have a quick cardio burst. One day you would do lower body. The next day you would do upper body. And you could alternate it like that. If you have a longer period of time, say if you have an hour to work out, when you're talking about that length of time, you can space things out a little bit better in order to make the most out of that hour. Just like you do in the 30 minutes, you're going to be looking at a higher intensity cardio. You're going to be looking at very specific exercises to train the upper slash lower body. When you have an hour, you could say do a little bit less intense cardio and then save the other 30 minutes for a more intense weight training. And you could split it up where one day you're working your chest and triceps and then the next day you're working back and bicep and then the next day you're working legs. So that's your classic push-pull legs type of scenario. Um, I know a lot of people who will incorporate the workout DVDs so that they're doing a mix of full body one day, lower body the next, upper body, strictly cardio. And so they're mixing it up day by day. And you can, there's a lot of different ways to find these videos if that's the route that you want to go. YouTube has a lot of videos. Of course, what I would do is, and this is a, a tip that I have, whenever you go to YouTube and you're looking for exercise calendars or programs, when you find one that looks interesting, watch it first. Because the most disappointing thing is to get 15 minutes into a workout that you've never done before and realize that you hate it. And then you want to turn it off. And then you feel like, well, I don't want to turn it off because I've already wasted 15 minutes. So preview it before you start doing it. That way, if you can tell that you're not going to like it, you can find something else. Um, and that's kind of the downfall of YouTube workouts and such. They do have some really good ones. Um, Rebecca Louise, they, she has some really good ones. Um even if you want a more structurized type program, um, a lot of people have some stuff on Instagram. Whitney Simmons has uh, some workout programs on there that are very easy to follow along with. So you can find, and you can always tell which are the good ones and which aren't. Um, there's a lot of instructional videos that will show you how to do a deadlift, how to do a squat, so 
There's a lot of good information that's out there. It's piecing it together that gets people confused. So a lot of times you'll go into these apps and there'll be calendars and programs and not all of them are good. Not all of them are bad, but just make sure that whenever you go into these, preview them first. Make sure it's something that is doable for you. Don't just buy in to these calendars and programs because you want to look like the fitness model who's doing the program. Um, because that, that's never going to work out. When you, when you choose, just make sure that it's easy to follow and it should not cost an arm and a leg either. Most of these programs are maybe $5 a month, sometimes $15 a month. But if it's workable and doable for you and your time frame that you have set aside, then do that. If you are a pen and a paper person, there's a lot of programs out there that are helpful. Uh, the Thinner, Leaner, Stronger program is a good one. And um, that will give you a kind of a rough outline of what you need to be doing. The downfall to a lot of those programs is that you're really only able to do them in the gym. So if you want to work out at home and have the convenience, a lot of the written out programs are not made for you at home. And um, that's where I help clients a lot when it comes to figuring out what exactly should they be doing for their workout. Because even as I'm talking about it, it's getting confusing because there are so many options out there. And one thing that I do help people with is if I know what they like and what they dislike, then the majority of the time I can come up with a program that's going to be tailored to them. If they have specific wants, specific needs, maybe a medical issue where they can't do specific types of exercises, a lot of the times I'm spending time with clients weeding through all of the stuff out there to give them a doable, workable plan that they can follow based on what they like. And that's point number one is if you don't like your workout program, you're not going to stick to it. And it's a lot better to do a program that even, even if you just make one up, if you're consistent with it, it's a lot better than trying to search through all the YouTube videos, coming up with something that you do for three days, and then you stop doing it. So kind of my purpose is to help people weed through all of that and really zero in on what's going to work for them and what they're going to do on a consistent basis. So the general recommendations is obviously cardio and strength. Um, misconceptions are, well, I have to do a bunch of cardio. No, you don't have to do a bunch of cardio. Um, generally, try to get as much activity as you can in during your day. Um, incorporate a higher intensity cardio session three to four times a week, depending on how much time you have to set aside. If it's 15 minute increments, maybe four to five times a week. If you've got 30 minute increments for cardio, maybe 
three times a week or even two times a week. You also want to incorporate strength because if, if you're building muscle, you're also increasing your metabolic rate so that you're burning more calories even when you're at rest. So you need to have some sort of a strength training program involved. Um, a lot of people will say, well, is, is body weight exercises enough? Yes and no. Um, body weight exercises are better than nothing. And I can turn pretty much any exercise into a, a body weight exercise. I would incorporate weights where you can. Um, just because it will help build the lean muscle mass and it will boost your metabolic rate. Um, there's also a plethora of other health benefits that come from strength training, not only getting stronger, getting leaner, having a higher metabolism, but generally you're going to feel as if your workout program is more well-rounded. You're going to be able to feel the effects of a strength exercise more than you would a cardio. Cardio burns more calories at the time that you're doing it, but strength training will burn more calories at, even after you get done exercising. And so is cardio better than strength? No, they're both equal. They're both important to incorporate. So the time that you have in your schedule to allot to both, try to, even if it's splitting up 15 minutes and then 15 minutes, um, it is, it's better. Something is always better than nothing. Um, there's also programming for athletes, strength for runners, strength for football players, strength for an event coming up. Let's say if you have a wedding and you have your bridesmaid dress is a backless dress and you want to specifically train your back. The truth be told is that you cannot spot reduce fat on the body. It's going to come off where it's going to come off. But what you can do is with strength training, you can develop muscles in a specific area in order to create a more toned look. So if you want more developed back muscles, then you're going to obviously be concentrating on strength exercises that focus on the back. But you also want to make sure that you are incorporating a full body resistance training program. Um, a smaller waistline. That's probably my number one question that I get. How do I shrink my waistline? Well, the waistline, especially in women, is where we hold on to fat. It is a evolutionary thing. Um, it's a protective thing. It's how the body is designed to hold on to fat to reproduce our, our human gene. Um, so a lot of women will say, well, how do I whittle down my waistline? Um, the number two things that I come up with is, um, one, don't do crunches. Crunches are, uh, not the fastest way to whittle the waistline. More of a static hold, isometric exercises such as the plank, 
Um, anything that you're holding a static contraction within the abdominals are better than crunches. Now, do you never have to do crunches? No, that's not what I'm saying. But a lot of the focus is always on how many crunches can I do? If I do 150 crunches a day, will my waistline shrink? No, it won't because I've done it and it doesn't work. It wasn't until I started to do both standard abdominal exercises, crunches, sit-ups, stuff like that, and incorporating planks, side planks, planks variations, that I really started to see a difference in my midsection. And I, I tell women this all the time, and, you know, sometimes they believe me, sometimes, they, yeah, I can't. I can't, you know, I can give out information, but I can't make people do it. Um, A lot of times I feel like people just don't want to do planks. Um, But it is important to incorporate a variety of abdominal exercises within your routine. That will give you a stronger core. And also your lower back exercises. Uh, You, because the core is surrounding Uh, your entire body. So you also have to work in the lower back. The biggest part of shrinking in the waistline is what you're eating. If, If you're eating a lot of salt, that's going to bloat up the tissues. And unfortunately in women, where those tissues absorb most of the water is in your abdomen. So you have to be very careful if you're trying to slim the waistline down. Be very careful about your salt intake. And it's not just the salt that you put onto your food. It's the salt that's already in your food. So anything that's highly processed is going to have a lot of salt in it. So you want to avoid those foods. Number two is it comes down to making sure that your macros are correct. So calories play a very big role in how much you weigh, but it's the macros that will come down to showing up in how your body composition is. So if you're eating your daily requirement of calories in all processed foods, that's going to have a lot to do with your body composition, even though you might not be gaining weight because of the fact that your macros are skewed more towards carbohydrates and especially processed carbohydrates. That's going to show directly in your body composition. And when I speak of body composition, I'm talking about muscle to fat ratio. So muscle utilization is higher protein. And I'm not talking about the keto diet. Um, You want to make sure that whenever you're working out, you are getting the proper amount of protein and carbs. Carbs, if you don't take in enough carbs, your muscles will not recover as well. And they won't have the energy that they need for a workout. Carbs have a lot to do with sparing the muscle of being used in energy. Protein is your primary builder of muscles and muscle repair. So 
You need to make sure that you're getting adequate amounts of both in your diet. Also with your fats, you have to make sure that you're getting enough healthy fats in your diet so that your hormones are regulated, your fat composition is high enough so that your body's not going into that mode of, I don't have enough fat on me, and so every calorie I take in will automatically be stored as fat. So whenever you're talking about your macros, you want to make sure that there's a good balance. I always start people out on 40% carbohydrate, 30% fat, and 30% protein. It's a good starting point. Um, But when it comes down to exercise... And whittling the waistline down, that's more in the kitchen than it actually is in the gym. Um, But whatever workout program that you search out or look for, the biggest mistake that I see is, oh, she looks good, I'll do what she does, which is never going to work out. Because genetics, you can never look like somebody else, just like if some... If somebody's eyes were blue and yours were brown, you can't change that just by doing her makeup. Um, So what you need to do is the, the perception of the person who is actually the host of the program, a lot of times isn't the one who designed it, number one. Number two, just because they look a certain way and they have their own program, doesn't mean that that is necessarily what they do. Um, A lot of these men and women who come out with the programs, they have a a team of people behind them who are working with them, not only for them to host the program, but for them to do the videos that are in the program. They want them as lean as possible. So these fitness experts that are out there are are being staged by a lot of people behind them. And a lot, what most people don't understand is just because they look like that and they have this program doesn't mean, well, if I do this program, then I'm going to look like that. So you have to be very careful with that conception. And it's not that their programs are bad. Just realize that up front But the main thing to look for in a program is, one, is it workable in your schedule? Because if it's not, you won't consistently do it. And if you won't consistently do it because of one reason or another, then it's not worth investing in. So pick a program that is not based on, oh, I think I can do that, or oh, I want to look like her. Look at it in terms of, can I fit that into my lifestyle? Is that, are, these, are these workouts something that I can do over the long haul? And if you can, then that's great. But if you see yourself going into it, only sticking to it for maybe a month or two, then in a month or two, you're going to be back at square one looking for another program that has this person looking like that. Oh, maybe I'll try that one. And so that's not going to work either. So... You need, you need to be able to look at these things and say, is this something that I can actually do? And that's number one that I help clients with is I help them find programs. I help them find 
nutritional programs. I help them develop these on their own so that the whole mystery game is taken out of, well, maybe this one will work. Nothing will work if you don't stick to it. And once you find something that you can stick to, that's where you're going to have success in the long run. So that's going to conclude my podcast for today. If you ever need any help with developing a program, finding a program, figuring out what's going to work for you, what's not going to work for you, and you need some guidance, that's one of the coaching sections that I do is helping people to weed through all of this stuff out there. And because trust me, I've tried everything. I, that's my job. So, um, and it's easy for me to, to talk with somebody and to figure out, well, you know, they're looking at, you know, a $200 piece of exercise equipment that in six weeks is going to be a coat rack. So, and I'll tell you up front, don't buy it. Um, so if you have any questions, email me at lisajoannefitness at gmail.com. And again, thank y'all for listening. Have a great day.